Russian, we have, there's like this saying, it's like knit ribu, knit masa. Oh my God. So not you there. speaking <laughs> Russian on the fucking mafia episode, Emily. <laughs> Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack podcast. Spice as in spicy books, not oregano, not chili lime, no Trader Joe's, everything but the bagel happening here. Just our favorite spicy books. And we've got a doozy for you this week. But before we get into that, how are we doing, Emily? We're doing well. Now I realize why moms are always so stressed before big holidays. Because preparing for a big holiday is stressful. But other than that, the sun is shining. And we had a great trip in Charlotte. I wish it was longer. But I'm, other than that, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I have to share a funny story with you. So today... My work team, we just, because I'm a remote employee, right? So we just like hang out on Google Meet for an hour once a week. So we're doing this. I work with all boys. So they're just like, I don't know, talking about dude shit. And then someone mentions like, oh, like, are you, do you have a bidet? And I was like, first of all, there will not be any bidet slander because I have a bidet and I love my bidet and it's called a tushy. Tushy is not sponsoring this podcast, but it's called a tushy. It's the fucking best. So someone was like, oh, cool. Like, send me the link. So I just type in tushy.com. Tushy.com is a poor website. <laughs> the sound was on. And I was just so overwhelmed. I literally, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's oh, so no. funny. It was really bad. And so I just had to share. I've been thinking about it non-stop since 10 a.m. this morning that's so 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 funny and then I said make sure if you're if you want to get a tushy you go to hello tushy.com not tushy.com if you go to tushy.com dicks will be everywhere (laughs) (laughs) oh other than that I'm good I would just like to say on the topic of Jack Harlow so I ended up on revolve tiktok and And he said that when he was performing, he was making eye contact with everybody in the audience because he never knew when a connection was going to form. Listen, if he or Harry Styles were singing a song and they looked at me, panties coming off. Jack, people throw their panties at Jack Harlow and he like catches them. An athlete and a man. I also have been on the Revolve, like, Fest and Coachella TikTok, and it has been quite interesting. It has. I kind of want to go. Maybe maybe Spice Rock Pod can make an appearance. I just want to go once. Harry Styles in that rainbow sequin jumpsuit with fucking Shania Twain. I would have lost my mind. I would have lost it. That would have been the highlight of my whole entire life. The highlight of my entire life. I would, nothing would ever live up to it. The birth of a child anything nothing would come close Sav I saw that you are reading (laughs) I'm reading A Court of Thorns and Roses Akatar. this series has a genuine cult following when we posted when I posted that I read the book I was like oh let me tag a fan account there were so many fan accounts to choose from and one of them had 12,000 followers on Instagram so I was shook it so many but I do want to give my thoughts because I know that you aren't a big fantasy reader but literally like 35 to 40 people responded to my Instagram story that I was reading it so 
a lot of people are really invested. Immediate thoughts has really good world building, good character development. I like the characters. I'm excited to see where this goes. Everyone says that the next one, so A Court of Mist and Fury is the best one. It's their favorite. So I already ordered it. When I was like two thirds of the way in, I was like, all right, let me go ahead and order this shit so I can have it up next. So it'll be here on Friday. There are two men that I have met thus far. The first, his name is Tamlin. He's blonde, which I don't typically go for a blonde man in a book other than Dean Yenon. And I want him to have a little more personality and be a little more spicy. And then the other one is Rysand, and he is very broody, a little mean, and a little bit of an asshole. So obviously I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> I love him. So yeah, that's kind of all I've got thus far. Excited to see where it goes. I already ordered the next one. We'll keep everyone posted. So I just finished Colty, which is a book by Mariana Zapata. I still think All Roads Lead Here is the number one book by her. And then I'm putting this on the same level of The Wall of Winnipeg in me. Okay. I'm putting that as a tie for a second. I remember last pod, I was saying kind of struggling getting into it. So glad that I stuck with it. I absolutely love Colty. Just like his dominance on and off the field, the way that like he spoke and defended Sal was wound worthy. And like when he gave her dad the fan package, mowed the lawn, flew all those old athletes in. He bought out her contract when she was getting treated unfair by her team. And I was like, this man is a man. I loved every second of it. And then I'm currently rereading The Bully because Dean Yenin always be my favorite Kingsmaker character. I love Dean Yenin. Okay, so your ranking of Mariana Zapata is All Roads Lead Here. And then tie for second is Wall of Winnipeg and Colty. Yes, and then it goes from Lukov with Love and then Hands Down. So those are the ones I've read by her so far. Okay, I haven't read All Roads, but Lukov with Love is like at the top for me. Cannot be topped. And then it would be Colty and then it would be Wall of Winnipeg. But I just like to say that Mariana Zapata can do no wrong. Colty made me have an appreciation for soccer players that I don't think was within me beforehand. Yeah. And what was happening with the U.S. women's national team a few years ago, this shit was real. And like book, you can see that they're being treated unfairly. And so it gave me, that's one thing I really liked about the book was, yeah, it had romance, it had spice, but you also like learned and like you like really empathize with the players. I love a hard-hitting feminist story with a, some yep. sex also deeply embedded into it. That's what I want in the world. And that's what Mariana does. And she delivers every time. I am so excited to talk about the bully and Sophie Lark because you want to talk about another person who delivers every time. Miss that's Sophie you. Lark does not miss. She does not miss. And so Sophia Lark wrote this series and she writes dark romances with strong headed heroines and men who are the definition of like alpha, like if you touch her, like you will die kind of man. She is the queen of mafia romances and writes series that range from mafia academies to dark art romances. Some of the storylines that she writes actually comes from experiences between her and her husband, which is really interesting. And she posts all the time on TikTok and Instagram about it. She is very active on social media and her Instagram is Sophia-Lark-Author. And her TikTok is S-O-P-H-I-E-Lark-Author. So all one word. 
Her books include The Sinners of Saints duology, which is the dark art romance. It is super dark, so do look up the trigger warnings before you read. And then there is the Underworld series and the Brutal Birthright series. The Brutal Birthright series is about the parents of the kids who attend Kingsmakers. And the Underworld series is a branch off from there as well. And I read Kingsmakers before I read the Brutal Birthright series and nothing was like spoiled. Like it was fine, like reading them out of order. And today we're going to be talking about The Bully, which is the third installment of the Kingsmakers series. And Kingsmaker is a secret elite academy where all the children of notable mafia families attend and take classes that like will help them in the mafia world. And a huge thing about all of Lark's books that I absolutely love is they're all dual POV. So chef kisses. Can you just like imagine? It's like Hogwarts, but for mafia kids. Literally mafia boarding school. And it is college. We talked about this last time. So it is supposed to be college. They've all graduated from high school. It's like super remote. You have to, you only get one bag. There's crazy rules. I can't leave. You can't leave. Yeah. You're on this like deserted island basically and you can't leave. And if I broke your finger, they'd break my finger like in response. That's like the whole thing about Kingsmakers. I'm obsessed. Chef kisses. Getting into the book dedication. This one is for all the ladies who love self-destructive bad boys, sad boys, and epic redemption arcs especially for my beautiful love larks who saw the potential in Dean from the very beginning, even when he was at his worst. I saw the potential in Dean. Did you see the potential in Dean? From 100%. The I remember texting. Cause I feel like we kind of read these at the same time. So I, I was like, I need Dean to have a book. Cause I was like, yeah. I know Dean is going to have, and she did not disappoint with his redemption art. Just this book, so it's about Dean Yenon and Kat Romero during their time at Kingsmakers. So Dean Yenon is Russian bravada. So he is in the hair category of Kingsmakers. So he's supposed to take on a whole pack hand in Moscow, so like a whole division. And Kat Romero is a part of the Spanish mafia, but her dad is kind of like failing in the mafia world. And her sister also attended Kingsmaker. So Kingsmaker has an eye for an eye policy, which includes death for a death. And last semester, Kat murdered Rocco Prince, who wanted to hurt her sister. So if Kat was caught, then she would be, she would be murdered, like killed. Like no matter how high your parents are in Kingsmaker, like you, the rule still applies. And so Kat thought that nobody saw her, but Dean put the pieces together. And Dean is the broody asshole. He tried to murder his cousin who attends Kingsmaker. PP barks. He doesn't talk. So she is this petite, tiny. She's in the spy division. So she's kind of like mouse-like. And so Dean makes Kat his slave and do whatever he wants for her next two years at Kingsmakers, which includes carrying his bag everywhere and feeding him grapes in the dining hall. Like he literally makes her wear like a cat collar he owns her and during this time dean realizes how infatuated he is with cat and as soon as they kiss the first time it was love instantly and dean actually lets her off after like one semester and they do fall in love they do have a third act breakup but in the end they end up together and 
In the epilogue, we learned that they are together and she is pregnant. And we learn later on that Dean returns to Kingsmakers and actually becomes a teacher. So it really went full circle. So we're going to get into our individual reviews. And I know that Sam and I can talk about this book for forever. I love Dean freaking Yenin. I love him. He is the only blonde man thus far. I will tell you if I like Tamlin from Akatar, but in books, I don't like blonde men. He's the only blonde man that I've ever loved in a book. Something that I thought was really cool about this book is that Dean is very much like he has severe OCD. He has power and influence and control issues. And so initially he has all the power. Kat's kind of like her back's up against the wall. He knows that she killed Rocco. And so she's like his slave, his servant, whatever. And then over time, as you see them kind of start to fall for each other, and as you see them, it's a, it happens a lot in the sex scenes too, which I appreciate that there's more than just them fucking at play. It, it turns into this interesting power dynamic where Kat ends up having a lot of the power at one point and then they, we come full circle and it's shared, which I think is really cool of how his character development and he grows into having this like severe need for control in all things to then giving some of that to Kat and like showcasing his love through that to then we see them in a happy relationship with equal control and equal shared power. Other thing I really loved about this book was the relationship between Snow, who was the boxing coach, and Dean. So Dean like does not have a good relationship with his father and his father actually passes away in this book and he has really mixed feelings about it. But Snow is this boxing coach. Dean is a fantastic boxer. That's his thing. And so there's this past Olympian who comes in to box for them and his wife ends up being the nurse and they have this really sweet relationship and they also have their own book of course but Dean puts a lot of faith into Snow and they build this really sweet mentor relationship and when he finds out that his father dies he has so much rage and doesn't know where to channel it and then Snow kind of helps him work through that. So I like the character development so much in the story of Dean, of his anger issues and his need for control and his need for power and how the two people that are the most influential in his life, Kat and Snow, are able to help like mold that into something better. And so you see him grow and develop so much as a character. Yeah, the the redemption arc. And I really emphasize with Dean because at the beginning of this book, like he says, like he like he's alone. Like, yeah, he has his dad, but his dad does not care about him, is very cold. Like, we see when Dean was like, dad's like, I met a girl. And he was like, that's a mistake. And throughout this book, he gains and realizes that he does have a family. And so Dean's cousin is Leo. And um, Leo's mom is Yelena. And Dean's dad and Yelena are brother and sister, but they don't talk because Yelena chose to marry into the Gallo family. So Dean always grew up hating his aunt Yelena, hating that side of the family and being like, I could have been like Leo and have the happiness and have the big family. So I almost cried when they arrived at the airport and he got to meet his aunt Yelena in Chicago. And just this whole, like Dean realizing, because Snow said there's a quote that you understand what love is when you become deserving of love. And throughout this book, we see that like Dean realized that he is deserving of love. And through this, through Dean growing, we also see Kat growing. 
like she becomes like her own person like she always felt like she was living in her sister's shadows so both the character development mixed in with the spice in this book and how I like it because Kat is a virgin before her and Dean hook up so he doesn't let her be embarrassed by anything it's just like a full book of growth they both grow in their divisions she becomes more of a spy and he realizes that he will make a really good heir one day so just all around five stars on my end yeah and like don't get us wrong we love the development there's a lot of incredible spice in this book like they are having a lot of sex and they I don't think ever fucking a bed which spices things up a little bit too but don't let our sweet plot overview and our review of the characters and how much they grow fool you. Like they are fucking a lot in this book. A lot. And at Kingsmakers, everyone at Kingsmakers is having sex. Everybody is. None Constantly. of them in their own beds. Never nope. in a bed. Everywhere else. In the woods, on the beach, in the pool, in the tower. They're fucking everywhere. So so let's just get down to the spice. I'm giving it four peppers. It's interesting. So you do you have like enemies to this control kind of relationship sense? And I know Sam will go more into this detail, but all you need to know is the bell tower scenes. That is their spot. And there is an instance when Kat and Dean are going through the greenhouse. And with Kat, Dean's like, I have to like have you now. Doesn't give a fuck who is where, where are they? The temperature outside. He punishes her sometimes and it's just like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just very like I'm like blushing again <laughs> you think that the more that we talk about this it would get easier but we're just talking about people fucking in front of our cameras and that's what we're doing I will say I think this book does really great things for my praise kink which is wonderful if you are a fan of a good girl or like a little pet comment you mentioned the caller earlier to like recognize that she belonged to Dean. He he makes her this this little leather collar that she like has to wear all the time. And she ends up really liking it. And so once they move past the like, I own you type of things, they enter into a real relationship. He replaces it with this beautiful ruby necklace. And she's like, oh, is this in place of the collar now? Because she misses that part of it. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier, like Dean very much needs to have control and needs to have that domineering personality. And I think that he finds that outlet in Kat. And I think they were almost made for each other in a way where she was cool with it and she enjoyed it. And it made her come into more of herself by being submissive and like being bossed around and being told all these things and wearing the collar, which I very much, I very much enjoyed. (laughs) It was like, okay, this speaks to me. So that's good. And I think it is important to note that with him being so obsessed with control, he learns that he can like have multiple orgasms with Kat, yes. but like only, only like with her, he loses this bit of control and he becomes more infatuated with Kat. He was like, I even need her to breathe. Yeah. And that was, it was kind of funny reading that part at first. Cause he was like, what the, like, what, what's happening with me? And Kat's like. Yeah. She's like, I got this. I'm ready. <laughs> the multiple orgasm thing was, it was crazy to me. And because I'm like, is this possible? Like, it made me want to be like, can I try this? Is this something that could happen in my life? Now, I had to Google it because <laughs> I 
I, I just needed to know if this was like, just like an author writing this or what did you learn? Happen. Did you learn I, anything? Okay. So I learned that it really totally really work. There's like a correlation with like the brain and you have to kind of almost control it. But then if you're thinking too hard about your brain controlling it, then you can't really like finish the act. Well, I mean, yeah, but it was interesting because I have, that happens all the time with women, but we don't ever hear about men with being men. able to have multiple back-to-back orgasm. But listen, Dean did. And Kat was like, I can do this. And she almost like got in a little competition with herself to see if she could keep doing it and make it happen over and over again. And it, they did. <laughs> it was great to read. I was a fan. It was. And then he was keep pushing her like past her limits being like, this is for me. So she really was like his pet. Yeah. It gets to the point too, where he's trying to jerk off by himself and he's like, fuck, I can't, I can't think about anybody else. I can't picture anyone else. It has to be her. And that pisses me off in their third act breakup when he was like, I need a release. Nope. I can't. I have to think about her. Talking about the collar. This fucking got me. I can't help but notice her leather calling peeking out from the neck of her blouse. The sight gives me a Pavlovian thrill. Oh my God. We know that they're fucking a lot in the bell tower. That's like their thing. Truly. They fucked in the bell tower for like, I don't know, 50% of this book. It was until, amazing. Until, until the bell tower collapses. Yes. They <laughs> fucked so much in the bell tower. They brought that thing down. But, but as she's talking about going up to bell tower, that was her nightly routine. She would like finish her day of classes, eat dinner, and then he would require her to go up to the bell tower. So every night for over a month, they're fucking in the bell tower. She says, every time I come up here, Dean has some new plan in store for me. I can never guess what he'll do to me. The endless inventiveness and endless pushing of boundaries is what keeps me in a fever pitch of anticipation. So she likes it. She's getting off on the fact that he's literally conjuring up new ways to pleasure her and new shit that they can do. He's he's making leather stuff. He made the collar. He made a whip. He made some restraints. So he's getting creative. So one thing I do must say, which is why I think that he is a man, he understands that she's really claustrophobic. So like when he does the restraints every time, he makes sure it's respect that she is claustrophobic. And so we are all about respecting people's boundaries. So I was like, Dean went from not giving an absolute fuck about anybody to even bringing candles. They try yes. to make the gothy bell tower like yes. a little bit more homey. And so he brought some pillows up there, tried to make it cozy. And then when they moved past this point of, we're just fucking in the bell tower. We might like actually have a relationship. He says, I want to keep seeing you. I tell her, she says, what would you do if I told you no? He says, tie you up in that tower and punish you. Don't ever tell me no. Okay, babe. I won't tell you no, I swear. <laughs> One of the hottest scenes was the, the butt plug. Oh, Yeah. A lot of good anal stuff happening in this book, too. And he, he was like, and it was just really hot because he's like, you're doing this for me. Like, do you feel like you enjoy being all this, like, filled up? And Kat is, like, blushing, hiding her face. I'm over here blushing, hiding my face. <laughs> he is, like, he is just so hot. I just, and I don't like blonde men, but I do like Dean Yenon. Okay, so as we talked earlier, there are four divisions in Kingsmaker. You have spy, enforcer, accountant, or air we want to know what division would you be in kingsmakers i think i would be a spy or accountant 
but I'm the oldest. So technically I would be like in like a hair, but I don't have like the toughness and I don't handle stress well. So everybody would be coming to me to like strategize attack. That's like throwing up in the corner. I think I can do spy. Cause like, I like to be nosy. I can do research, but yeah. not an enforcer. I can't beat anybody up. So I think you'd be a good little spy. I, I don't know. I think I would have to be an heir because I absolutely would not be an accountant. I can't, I failed fucking college algebra. So that's not going to work for me. I'm definitely not an enforcer and I'm definitely not a spy. So I think I could be an heir. I mean, like I can be an heiress, (laughs) but I don't think I would fit in anywhere else. And I think I have like the leadership capabilities to be an heir and to tell people what to do. I could delegate, but I don't think that I would, I would be the world's worst accountant and the world's worst spy. I put that I could also be an accountant, but I, I would be so afraid to miss like a decimal point and then them think I'm like taking from their money. Yeah, like, that's, a life, that's like a Bang. life or death situation. Bang, and you're so, dead because you fucked over the mafia. And it's scary because in Kingsmakers, you don't get a choice. Like they choose your division for you. Which is why, like, Kat was so surprised and she's like, why am I, like, a spy? So I think that adds an element of, like, excitement to it, too, because you don't know what you're getting. If I was the headmaster of Kingsmakers, I would make you a spy. If I was headmaster of Kingsmaker, I would make you an heiress. Okay. Yeah, that works out <laughs> we can rule. We can rule together. Do you think you have what it takes to, like, survive at Kingsmakers? I think I do. Cause I think like once I find like my little group, but you have to say, so these classes are not like lit math. Pat as a spy is literally taking like torture techniques. Like they are very much to your category of what you get. But I think if I find like the right friend group and like, I have that drive. I think I can, I think I can survive peacemakers. Do you? Listen, I'm not concerned about the social atmosphere. I think I could do that. It's the, you get one bag and you cannot have a phone, any music, any, like you have nothing. You were on this granite rock block of an island for a full year with nothing, absolutely nothing. And that's what I think I would struggle with. Like, I think I could do it, but I would have to find someone that would give me, like, I need a miles that would give me like a cell phone or something. I think what would get me would be the challenges. So an example of one of the challenges. So they do these challenges every year. So freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, all split up. In this book, one of the challenges is literally they're all in a line. So on the sand, like the tide's coming in and they're all padlocked in different places. And you have to unlock yourself from the padlock before you drown by like a wave. And you have to participate if your team is still in it. So I think the challenges might be what gets me see I think that sounds like so much fun would you climb that log cat almost died I don't think I'd be on the climbing team but I'm a good (laughs) swimmer and I can hold my breath for a long time so like I think I could do that I think do you watch the challenge like MTV the challenge Um, only if I'm with Ash okay that's like the only time I love the challenge and I love survivor and Seth and I always play this game of like do you think you could do this and I think that I could and it's all about your social game. Like, I'm not concerned about the social atmosphere of Kingsmakers. I'm more so concerned about the exclusion. And, like, I think mm-hmm. the classes would be pretty hard. But challenges and the, like, games, I think sound like fun. 
and this is what like I just the whole concept of Kingsmakers is just so cool to me like yes. the envelopes that you get are these old and I'm pretty sure don't you have to like isn't it a blood signature yeah like, it's a blood signature like, from you and, and blood and your parent like it's like a yeah. blood like signature all secret it's just and it's on like a tiny island you have cliffs and like they have like a small fish and chip store small bookstore it's like very to me I feel like Kingsmaker takes place in like Ireland mm-hmm. or like that kind of yep. scene and so I don't know I think you will survive do you think you'd make it as like a mafia wife <laughs> you think you'd survive I think it depends <laughs> like I really think it depends I think what would get me was because like I am the most like curious person on the planet. So, like my husband would have to like answer my questions, mm-hmm. but I would want like how in these books, like they love each other. They're never going to cheat on each other, but I'm going 50, 50. Okay. Could he be a I don't, here's the thing. I would have to know what's going on. Like I could not be the type of, I don't, I think any wife, like I even think of people that like, their husbands get busted for tax evasion and thinking about the the real housewife woman and they're like oh I had no clue like no if you're gonna evade taxes I want to fucking know about it and I want to be involved so I would want to know things and I think if we were like a <laughs> this is stupid but like maybe not like a killing people mafia maybe like a drug lord or like Miles's parent or real estate mafia money laundering I can totally do that yeah, I think I could definitely fit into the Gallo family. Yeah, 100%. Just live in Chicago, buy some real estate, and then launder money through it. I've watched three seasons of Ozark. I know what this means. I can launder some money. But in, like, the Russian, we are we are actively killing people mafia, I'm good, babe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can leave me on that. I'm good. <laughs> I agree. So these were my favorite questions. So we beat tons of characters, hot men in Kingsmaker. Hot, hot men. All yes. these men are hot as hell. And of course, we have to do a fuck, Mary kill between Snow, Leo, Dean, or Aries. So for me, I would marry Dean, fuck Aries, and kill Leo. <gasps> okay, so and- I'm, a, I'm obsessed with Leo. Like, I love Leo. He's obsessed with Anna. He's been in love with her since he was like seven, right? Like I'm, I'm obsessed. I love everything about it. So I'm marrying Leo. I would want to fuck Dean because that just seems like a joyous experience. Kat was having a blast. I would have a blast. Dean would be all the things that I want. And so because it's just like by elimination, I'd have to kill Ares, but like, I don't want to, but I mean, out of the three of them, he's the bottom of the totem pole for me. See, I think that I would marry, if I couldn't marry Dean, I'd want to marry Aries. <gasps> really? Okay, so Leo's kind of boring to me. Like, I'm no, sorry. No, I like, think I know. Aries is so boring. I don't think no. Leo's boring. I think Aries is. I think Aries is so fucked. Like, he was a spy these all three years. He has what it is. He is a family man. He risked his life to save his dad. He is, so I don't, Leo to me is just boring. So in Russian, we have, there's like this saying, it's like knit ribu, knit masa, like not fish, not meat. He just kind of just like, oh my God, not you speaking Russian (laughs) on the fucking mafia episode, Emily. (laughs) He's kind of just like, like there, but I would, I would marry Dean in a heartbeat. And I know that would be a blissful, happy forever marriage. 
I would marry Dean. I'm not opposed to it, but I would rather fuck Dean for sure. For sure. Yeah, I would rather no. fuck Dean. Either marry or fuck. Can't kill Dean. I can't. Never. We could never kill Dean. <laughs> no. This book really gave us some good quotes. We had some good spice, some good sex, some good quotes. So we're going to go through some of our favorite quotes. So the first one is, and this must be Kat. How come it's taken me this long to meet you? So that's what Snow tells to Kat. And Kat is like, I'm not a good enough fighter to be in your class. And Snow says, I don't know about that. And he smiles and was like, Dean looks beaten into submission. This man is wearing a bow tie. <laughs> and it was at their Christmas party. And it was so funny because nobody could ever make Dean even brush, like eat a grape if he didn't want to eat a grape. And here he is wearing a bow tie for Kat. And like, he was really nervous to ask Kat to the dance. Even like he came to her door. was like, do you want to go to the dance with me? Like, it was really cute. Uh, it was cute too. Their relationship is really cute. And so like right in this encounter, um, I guess Snow like asked something of him and he's like, meh. And Snow's like, oh, he's so unhelpful when he's not groveling. Can you break up with him again? <laughs> <laughs> Another cute quote about their relationship. Dean says to Kat, I'm jealous. Anytime anyone looks at you, speaks to you, I'm jealous. I want all of your minutes and all of your words. I want all of you all the time. This man is so fucking obsessed with her and I love it so much. Incessed to the point of delirium. And like, if that's not it, I don't want it. And he said this quote to her because one of her male friends talked to her. Like that was it. Like, And he's telling her this, like while she's like tied up in the bell tower. And he was like, I don't even want you like talking to somebody else. Like you are all mine. Yeah. And it goes along with this next quote. Dean tells Kat, she should know that you belong to me, little kitten. He says softly, that means she has no right to fuck with you because when she fucks with you, she fucks with me. So this is Dean talking about Lola, which Lola. is a bully. And he was like, if she's fucking with you, she's fucking with me. And like, we're not having that. He is like, I literally Dean, could bring her neck for you. Dean ruins Lola's life. Lola is this like, she, she sounds like Lola. She is a bitch. She is the C word. I'm not going to say it. But that's what Lola is. And she's so mean to Kat all the time. And For no she's reason. So, no reason. She's so vain. She starts all this shit. And Dean shaves off her hair. <laughs> and she prides herself on here. So Lola is part of the, like, Biloxi Mafia. So, like, Louisiana, Mississippi, the casinos. So imagine, like, debutante. Like, she never has a nail chipped. And Dean just goes in. Shaves that head <laughs> off. Amazing. I will say, if I had to pick a mafia, I think I could be in the Biloxi mafia. So if you're hiring, (laughs) give me a call. (laughs) That's what I was saying when you were saying that you could be like an heiress. I was like, you can be the heiress of the Biloxi. Yeah. Just hit me up, Biloxi, if if you're available. (laughs) (laughs) You have to take Seth, too. And I don't know what the fuck Seth would do with the mafia. But we're a package deal. Bella has to come, too. We can all join. (laughs) <laughs> Steph can like fix their cars or like yeah yeah, yeah. Plans their he, can, he can like do something I don't know we'll find him a role um but if you if you're in the market for a new heiress Biloxi Mafia just let me know I'm available so the last quote so this is one of those quotes that if I ever get into a relationship I think would be a caption for a picture so Kat says <laughs> Kat says this <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing you have ever said. 
Oh my God. The caption is just so fucking cute. So it was at the Christmas party. Snow was falling and Kat and Dean just like share this really passionate kiss. And it goes, but never once like this out in the open as two people falling in love. And like, is that not just, that's just so cute. Emily is going to put that on her ice skating pick when she and her boyfriend that doesn't exist at the moment go ice skating. They cannot not be. I'm like, that literally could be like a Taylor Swift like lyric in a song. Can you just imagine like the snow is falling? You guys are just hugging now. Bitch, you can't download <laughs> Bumble, but you can plan out your fucking Instagram captions. I'm done with you. I'm so done. If you guys ever follow me and you guys see it, caption. <laughs> 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 I see this caption in three years. I'm going to spit my drink out. <laughs> Just know that on April 21st, 2022, I warned you guys. Do you have a notes app in your phone of potential captions? No, I have, I do have a notes app though, like my favorite like book quotes, but okay, not potential, but this, uh, this might make me start one. (laughs) If you start one, I'm going to put your phone in water. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of boyfriends, both real and non-existent. Let's talk about the boyfriend pyramid, our scientific mapped out pyramid of where we rank our men. Our pyramid has four parts. At the top, you have God tier, which is where Vicious Spencer lives. One below, you have white picket fence. You want to have a home and a family with this man, but not everyone can be God tier. It's a special, it is a special designation. Below that, you've got could have been the one you probably moved in with this person you thought that you were going to marry him and then eh, we, it just didn't work out and then below that height of your commitment is a soft launch on instagram his elbow in your instagram story his face covered up by a coffee cup that's all he's getting we are not committed we are not in this for the long run whatsoever but you are having great sex and i think that that's that's worth something like when the soft launch your friends don't know his real name uh-uh no. he is he is referred to in conversation as such and such boy mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you have dean yenin on your boyfriend pyramid dean yenin i love listen i love dean yenin but i can i god tier is special it is special not everyone can be god tier and so I am going to make a bold statement. I love Dean Yinian. I would fuck Dean Yinian on the regular for years. He is a long-term fuck buddy for me. I'm putting him at soft launch. Or could have been the one. Really? I want to hang out with him on the reg. But, like, I'm not really telling my friends about what we're doing. That's where I'm at. Dean Yenin for me is God tier mix of white picket fence. <gasps> really? Yeah. Because when I, I just, I just think Dean Yenin is just so hot. You know me, I like them a little broken. He is very bold. Like he is very outspoken. I think like he will pull me out of my shell mm-hmm. a little bit, but like, I want that white picket fence with him. And I think he would be, he would do his mafia business nine to five. And then be at family dinner at six. I didn't know 
for the mafia was on a nine to five schedule. <laughs> I think that I'm putting him in God tier mix if I pick a fence. I want that happily ever after with Dean Yannon. Like I said, I would want to, I want to fuck Dean. I don't want to share like really a lease with Dean. I don't want to, I don't want that kind of long-term commitment, but I feel like he'd be very fun. He'd be like a good fling. That's like a, the fling before you get married. That's what Dean Yannon would be for me. But I do love him there. And I would think of him fondly. I would recall our memories together uh, so fondly. I would tell my daughter when she's 22, like this one time I met this boy named Dean and he changed my life, but it just wasn't the, he wasn't the one. Now I want that relationship with Dean. We're like, we're at the bar. He's holding my friend's purses my purse while we're on the dance floor I want that relationship with a lot of other book boyfriends but not Dean Yannon even though I do fucking love him not Dean Yannon I want a bone hump and dump (laughs) I want to hump and marry so (laughs) I feel like you're gonna want to hump and marry everyone guys so we were at a bar this past weekend and Sav was like do you guys see any suitors and I was like, yeah, I think that guy is the cutest guy. And Sav was like, no, absolutely. Listen, all of our friends are single. I am the lone married friend our age because I got married at 23. So I was a child bride, as my grandma likes to say. And so I'm looking around this bar and there are all these cute little men. And I was like, oh, plenty of suitors here is anyone feeling anybody like can I help you break the ice how can I how can I be a wing woman for you in this moment and Emily points out this boy she was like that's the one that I want I literally looked and I said him why the fuck did you pick him so many fine people in this bar Emily picked out the most block faced motherfucker and I was I was just so upset. Sav was not a wing woman. I don't think we even spoke to this man once. No, I didn't want to, I'm not going to wing woman beneath you. I will wing woman at your level and above, but I'm not wing womaning for you if we're down here. You should have been operating at a higher level. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope that you enjoyed as we were talking about the bully. We love Sophie Lark. If you get into this story, read the whole Kingsmaker series. She has like a mafia backlog. Store that away for a rainy day. The art, the dark art romance is also very good. Look up trigger warnings. It is very dark, but it is really good too. And so I know that in the past, we've only talked about the book that we're doing next. So next week we are going to do From Luke Off With Love. We've talked about Mariana Zapata so much that we felt like we needed to do a a book of hers. So we're going to do From Luke Off With Love next. It's an ice skating, slow burn, incredible but we are going to also go ahead and preview the books that we're going to do in the month of May so that you can start reading them now if you have some on your list that you haven't gotten to yet. So we're kicking off the first week of May from Luke Off With Love. Then we're going to do Flock by Kate Stewart, which Emily has not read and I have read, and it's so good. Books one and two are incredible. There is a scene in book one that I am never going to be over. Uh, it lives rent-free in my head if you've read it. I hope you know what I'm talking about. And then we're going to do Jenna Vipers. So Emily's first reverse harem. We should have like a little party, like instead of a baby <laughs> shower, instead of a baby shower, Emily's first reverse harem. And then we're going to wrap up the month of May with A Touch of Darkness by Scarlett St. Clair, which is a fun, dark Hades and Persephone retelling. So that's what we've got coming at you live for the next month. Got some spicy coming. So I'm excited.
I'm so excited. It's going to be good. There are some solid reads in this list. A lot of these two, um, Flock and A Touch of Darkness, have like whole series that you can get into as well. So if you're kind of looking for some inspiration, it's a good place to start. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week.